welcome to another exciting episode of the Hammered Trops. I am your host, Layak. I hope you guys have gotten over the Super Bowl blues if you're a San Francisco fan. And if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan and your your Chiefs have won, okay. That's all I'm going to say on that. I'm not a huge Kansas City Chiefs fan, and I'll get into why I'm not here in a little bit. Today, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about how all over social media, the liberals are going nuts about Trump's speech on over the weekend um, and how they're trying to say that he, you know, with the whole NATO thing, they, they literally took a 20 second snippet and are trying to make it seem like Trump is this evil, evil person for not supporting any NATO countries or basically giving Russia, uh, saying that Russia can do whatever the hell they want. And that's not what he's saying. I have the three-minute part of it that I will play here for you today. Also, uh, on top of that, we are, you know, we're just going to go over a whole bunch of different stuff, I guess, is the best way I can describe it. I'm going to talk to you about and something that I'm very concerned about is and the fact that it's not in the news, and I, I'm going to give you my opinion why it's not in the news, but down in Texas, Joel Osteen, the church down there, literally had a shooting incident there. They're not talking about this, so we're going to talk about that today. I'm going to bring that up. I'm going to give you my point, my views on it, and why. Maybe they're not talking about this in mainstream media because it's nowhere to be found. So why don't we just dive right in? Okay. So let's talk about Trump's speech over the weekend and some key points that he really, really hit on. And the problem is the left is literally trying to do everything they can to ensure that Trump doesn't win. We all know that. But one of the key things that I think a lot of us aren't looking at is with that special counsel, Robert Hur, and what he said about Biden. Okay. They are literally <laughs> setting Biden up to be taken off the ballot. Now, with that being said, there's already a congressman that has already put in paperwork to try and invoke the 25th Amendment, okay? Now, we don't want that, and I'm going to explain that real quick here. A couple of reasons why we don't want the 25th Amendment, because then we have to deal with Kamala Harris, okay? Kamala Harris is a useless waste of trash that there is. This lady has slept her way to where she is at today. It's well documented how she's done this. And lo and behold, the person that was in control of our borders to the south, none other than Kamala Harris. She was put on that as a in that task force to handle that. And, well, she hasn't handled it. We see how the border is to the south. We see the, the mass migration that's coming, the, the invasion that is coming across our borders. And she was in charge to stop it, and she hasn't stopped it. But 
you know, the left, they're all happy because she's the first vice president of all time that has been that deciding factor in, in, in the Senate, this and that. It's a bunch of bullshit, folks. So we don't want her. She She's not going to do anything. And that's what they're trying to do now is be like, okay, well, if Joe Biden can't do it. Well, Kamala Harris can. And that's what they're trying to point at now. So you got to look past all of the bullshit. I know I'm not a Biden fan. And the last person I want in office right now is Joe Biden. I think he's the worst president of all time. He has destroyed this economy. I mean, his commercial, his Super Bowl commercial literally talked about how everything's coming in the same bag, but less amounts, and they're costing the same amount. He literally talks about his inflation in his commercial and how bad it is. I mean, really? <laughs> Come on. So, but by them invoking the 25th Amendment and trying to remove Biden, all that's going to do is give them more time, because let's face it, Joe Biden is not making it to, to 2024 elections. He is not. He will be out of there pretty quick. I Well, not pretty quick. I'd say any time between May and August, he will officially remove himself, and then you will have to deal with, and it's not going to be Kamala Harris because the Democrats don't even like her, but by invoking the 25th Amendment, it would be, but it most likely, you're looking at it probably a ticket of Michael, I'm sorry, Michelle Obama, and Gavin Newsom. And those two people, we really don't want. Okay? So you have to put your feelings aside here. Put them aside. I know we all don't like Biden. Okay? I get it. But you got to put your feelings aside here and see the greater good. We don't want to have that situation where they invoke the 25th Amendment because now that gives them more time to put in their plan, put their plan in play. By not doing that, it's they're going to be down to crunch time, which, you know, they're saving grace. Like in my last episode is this mass migration, this invasion that's going on to have and give those illegals documents, license to show to go vote. And that's how they're trying this time to steal to steal the election, because they're again, I'm going to say this. There is I don't care how much you hate Trump. There is no way in hell. That Joe Biden, who is, you know, has praised some pretty racy people before, you know, Bird, you know, head of the KKK, people like that. Okay. There's no way that that man in 2020 got more votes than Barack Obama, our first black president. There's no way. And Barack Obama, he was on the campaign trail like, crazy where Joe Biden campaigned from his basement. So, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> that's just what they want you to believe. Okay. So, we don't want the 25th Amendment. Let them write it out. Force them to have less time to be able to deal with this, okay? So, now moving on. So, we're going to, I'm going to talk to you here. I'm going to play this video. Uh, unfortunately, you're not going to see the video, but you can see it if you go to our socials, Twitter, Facebook, and so on and so forth, but I'm going to allow you to hear the audio of what he legitimately said, the whole, the full unedited NATO segment from South Carolina the other day on, I believe it was Saturday he was there. 
So I'm going to play that here for you here real quick. And then you be the judge and see what I'm sure you probably heard what they're all saying that 22nd and you'll hear it in here. Now you can, you'll have the full information and hear the whole thing and you're not going to hear this whole clip anywhere else, but right here. So let's play this for you right now. Billion dollars to a few countries, a hundred billion. And I said, and I'm, I'm telling you this, this is breaking news. We have breaking news. I said, why do we do this? If you do, you give them not a hundred billion dollars. You give it to them as a loan. It's called a loan. Give them the money. And if they can pay it back, they pay it back. If they can't pay it back, they don't have to pay it back because, you know, they're, they've got some problems. But if they go to another nation, they drop us like a dog, like a female drops a male after a date because he doesn't like her, right? If that happens to our country, then very simply, we call the loan and we say we want our money because we give money and then they go to another side. As an example, let's say we give all this money. We were already into Ukraine for over $200 billion. And they could make a deal with Russia in the next three weeks. And all of a sudden, they don't want to deal with us anymore. We've given hundreds of billions of dollars. And why are we at over $200 billion? And the European nations are, if you add them up, it's a very similar size economy. They're $25 billion. So we're at 200 plus, And it affects them much more. We have a thing called an ocean between us, right? Affects them much more. But we're at 200. They're at 250. I did the same thing with NATO. I got them to pay up. NATO was busted until I came along. I said, everybody's going to pay. They said, well, if we don't pay, are you still going to protect us? I said, absolutely not. They couldn't believe the answer. And everybody, you never saw more money pour in to Secretary General Stoltenberg. Well, I don't know if he is anymore, but he was my biggest fan. He said, all these presidents came in, they'd make a speech, they'd leave, and that was a bit. And they all owed money, and they wouldn't pay it. I came in, I made a speech, and I said, you got to pay up. They asked me that question. One of the presidents of a big country stood up and said, well, sir, uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay? You're delinquent? He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. You got to pay your bills. And the money came flowing in. And Henry would know this. If I said, yes, I will, you don't have to pay. Yes, I will. Most politicians have said to that, yes, we will protect you under any circumstance. Well, then they're never paying up. I said, no, no, you have to understand. You don't pay your bills. You get no protection. It's very simple. Hundreds of billions of dollars came into NATO. And that's why they have money today, because of what I did. And then I hear that they like Obama better. They should like Obama better. You know why? Because he didn't ask for anything. We were like the stupid country of the world. And we're not going to be the stupid country of the world any longer. We're not going to be. Got bad under under this guy. Billion dollars to... All right, so there you have it. Now you have the full context of that segment. And of course, if you don't pay your bills, then there should be repercussions. Because he is right. If you call in your loan, they can literally be like, oh, well, no, we made a deal with so-and-so, so we're not going to pay you back the billions of dollars that we gave you, and there's not a damn thing you're going to do about it. And most City, you know, other city presidents like Obama, Biden for sure, would just be like, eh, whatever. And most Congress people are the same way. So he's 100% right there. And this is not him being 
a Russian sympathizer. This is not me being a Russian sympathizer because we all know Putin is an evil man. But realistically, if you owe a debt, you should pay it. Right? Do you agree? Let me know what you think in the comments in below. And, you know, because I really want to hear what you have to think about this. Now, I'm also going to point out some other stuff here, like with this whole interview, because a couple other things there was, was they're trying to go after Trump's cognitive (laughs) because referring to somebody as, you know, who's in the White House and who's not. And I'm going to let you hear certain, I'm going to let you hear videos of Trump's and why he's doing what he's doing. But I'm also going to let you listen to a little clip that I put together from just from from Biden over the weekend from his I'm surprised his handlers let him do an interview at 730 at night when he's usually in bed. And he literally couldn't remember where he got his son's rosaries. He was stumbling over himself like normal. And I'm going to play those for you as well today because, you know, that's just. You know, you need to know. One thing is, is that they all attack Trump saying that Trump is going to go after Medicare and Social Security for our seniors. And well, I'm going to play this for you real quick, folks, because this is what Trump literally had to say about that. And unlike Nikki Haley, I will always defend Medicare and Social Security for our seniors. Always. Always. So. He's gone on the record saying that he will always defend Medicare Medicare and Social Security for our seniors, always, which is great. This is what he had to say about the border, with the border situation that we got going on now because of, obviously, Kamala Harris. So here it is. We had the most secure border in the history of our country. Three years ago, we had the most secure border in the history of our country. We ended catch and release in our country. We had catch and release, but it was in Mexico. We released them in Mexico. We built tremendous hundreds of miles of the wall. We got Mexico to give us, free of charge, 28,000 soldiers right on our border. And we created the, the strongest border that we've ever had. We got rid of so many things. And for medical reasons, if you were sick, you couldn't come into our country. You know all about that. We had a lot of things. They've given it all up. Now we have people that are not only in many cases from prisons and jails and from mental institutions. We have people pouring into a country that are very ill and uh, diseases that can be can be passed on to others. And they're coming in by the thousands and tens of thousands. And if you want. See, and he's right there because underneath Trump and we didn't have what we have today. We didn't. I mean, again, whether you hate Trump, you disagree with him, whatever, the problem is he's right. And really, that's not the problem. But the bigger problem is, is that your mainstream media and your liberals and all that, they're piecing, they're taking chunks of different things to try to make this man look bad and to try everything they can to sway you, the voters. Which isn't, you know, unfortunately, some people fall for it, which hopefully that will start to change. Now, I'm going to play something for you that, you know, and I just mentioned this. But I'm also going to point out because in this video or this segment that I'm going to play for you right now, 
it shows that I'm going to play because it shows that Biden not only doesn't know where he got his son, the, the rosaries from his son, all that stuff, but also he refers to the Mexican president and Mexico borders with Israel. So I'm going to play this here for you so you guys can hear this. And, you know, you be the judge. I mean, this is just proof right here for you just on how it is. Let me tell you something. Some of you have commented. I wear since the day he died, every single day, the rosary he got from Our Lady of... See right there? He's stumbling. He, he, and if you saw the video, you just see the look on a confused, lost man's face. Every Memorial Day, we hold a service remembering him, attending by friends and family and the people who loved him. I don't need anyone. I don't need anyone to remind me when he passed away or passed away. I mean, seriously, you don't need people to remind you where and how he passed away. I think you kind of do because you think that your son passed away in Iraq when, in fact, he passed away from brain cancer here in the States. I mean, it, I'm not trying to make fun of Joe Biden at all. I think it's a sad, sad state of affair for an old man like this. He's in the public eye. Unfortunately, a weak man in charge is going to make this country look weak, and that's exactly what's going on here. So here's the rest of it. Simple truth is I sat for a five-hour interview over two days of events going back 40 years. At the same time I was managing international crisis, initially the president of Mexico, all right, this next segment is him talking about the president of Mexico. CC did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. I talked to him. I convinced him to open the gate. I talked to Bibi to open the gate on the Israeli side. I've been pushing. Did you just catch that? He, he, talked, he talked to Bibi to open up the Israeli side from Mexico. Mexico, I mean, come on. Really hard, really hard to get humanitarian assistance into Gaza. There are a lot. All right, there you have it. I mean, come on. I mean, he's literally talking about trying to get humanitarian assistance into Gaza from Mexico because he thinks Mexico is butted up to Gaza. I I wish, I wish I can make this up, but this is stuff that you're not going to hear, okay? You know, and I think that's where I'm going to, just kind of stop it with Joe Biden because he's just, I mean, let's, let's be real. I mean, he's, I think he's in very bad shape and the Democrats know it. And that's why they're setting him up right now, like the way they are. So now let's talk about Joel Olstein and his church. Uh, it was reported on Saturday that a woman with a small child came into the church with a long rifle and started shooting. Luckily there was two, off-duty police officers in there that were able to neutralize her before she can cause great harm. Unfortunately, a child that was with her that she brought in, which was a Hispanic baby, was critically, well, not critically, he's, he's injured very badly in the hospital as well as a elderly man. My question is, is obviously it was a Hispanic child that was hurt very badly in this incident. And I think the reason why they're not talking about this is because my my only guess is, is that they're not releasing anything else about her. 
my guess is Hispanic child. I'm guessing that she's Hispanic because it was her child. And because if it was a white lady with a Hispanic child, you know damn well this would be in the news all over the place. But this goes, I think it was Hispanic woman that was killed. The shooter (laughs) was killed on the scene. And the reason why they're not telling us anything about this and they're keeping it quiet is because it literally goes against everything that they're trying to say about our borders. Honestly. So, yeah. I mean, what better way to bury something that you don't want to get out than not to talk about in mainstream media? Nowhere. Nowhere are they talking about this. And yes, I'm talking about it here. Yes, it's a church and I'm talking about it here on my show, but it's because it's relevant and it's not being talked about anywhere else. And you have to look at it and, you know, take a stand back and look at it and and just like wonder why they're not. And the only thing I can come up with of why they're not mentioning any of this is because it literally goes against everything they're saying about the border. You know, bottom line. Next, let's talk about the Super Bowl and the hypocrisy from the left on what Kels did to Andy Reid. Now, I don't agree with it. I think that if this was any other player that they would have been suspended or benched for what he did. You know, and I know emotions get high when you're in the Super Bowl, but, or any big game like that, you know, it's just, but there's no reason to come up to a 65 year old man and push him because you're having a temper tantrum because there was a fumble. Now, I don't give a shit if you're Taylor Swifty's boo or you're Mr. Pfizer who gets $40 million from Pfizer Corporation to spread the garbage vaccinations. And your girlfriend's Taylor, you know, obviously Taylor Swift, who uses her airplane for everything, but yet she will sit there and say, climate change, climate change, climate change, our climate's in trouble, yet she flies everywhere. And then she gets mad when you get, when, when somebody actually tracks her and asks what her carbon footprint is. <laughs> so it's kind of contradicting there. But the Kansas City Chiefs won which I did say that the Kansas City Chiefs were going to go to the Super Bowl earlier on in the season. I switched it because I saw the logo, and it's ironic that the left condone what Travis Kelce did, and now the left also are basically trying to make a mockery of it, saying, see, it was a fixed Super Bowl, you know, this and that. Well, you know, I think too many people caught on to how – if the Super Bowl was going to be fixed and how the Ravens were supposed to be there with the colors, Ravens were supposed to win. Hence, look at who won. It was the people, the team that they put in there because, you know, what's good for business? Taylor Swift made the NFL just in the games that she showed up to this year over $300 million. And then you have Mr. Pfizer himself. So it was just good for business to have them in there and have the Kansas city chiefs win. I watched the, you know, the part of the third quarter. Okay. I watched and the halftime show was just horrendous. It was just dumb. It was just, ugh. it in oh, before I go any further, there is one national anthem and that's it. 
There's no black national anthem. There's no white national anthem. There's no Hispanic national anthem here in the U.S. There's one United States of America's national anthem, and that is it. Okay? I don't give a fuck what you say and how mad you're going to get for me saying that. There's one national anthem. That is it. (sighs) Anyway. (laughs) So, yeah. I went off on that rant, and I kind of lost my track. I know I was talking about, you know, the game and stuff like that. And, but anywho, that's, I'm not going to spend any more time on the Super Bowl. It's over. The football season's done. Next year, we'll see who goes. I'm sure it'll probably be Kansas City again because they're making Kansas City into the new aged Patriots. Just wait. They won back to back just like the Patriots did. The Patriots were the last team to win back to back Super Bowls. Patrick Mahomes already has, I think, what, three? Catching up to Tom Brady. He's the next guy. So that's my prediction, folks. And that is the show. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you follow, like, leave me a review. Give this episode a five-star. And if you know somebody that this episode might offend or upset, make sure to share it with them as well. If you want to be on the show, feel free to email me at lack at thehammerdrops.com if you want to hear something in particular on the show. Also email me there. Don't forget to follow us on all of our socials. If you want to listen to this podcast, you can listen to it on all your favorite podcast platforms. Just go to it and search The Hammer Drops, and we're going to pop up. Or you can go to our website at thehammerdrops.com. All of our content is there from blogs to all of our episodes in their entirety. Until the next time, folks. Be good to one another.